This is Dolphin Financial Radio, a show about planning your retirement. When you are young, financial decisions are easy. You aren't worried too much about the future, and you know you have plenty of time on your side. However, as you get older, the financial decisions get more difficult. Eventually, you reach the age where you face decisions about employment, home buying, raising a family, and college planning. Your financial success is often determined by how you handle the many curveballs thrown your way and by how much you are saving for retirement. Before you know it, you are within 10 years, five years, and then one year of retiring. At this point, you'll be facing new and different financial challenges. You'll worry if you have enough money to last through retirement. You'll be concerned about healthcare and longevity. You'll want to make sure your retirement is everything you always dreamed it would be. These are the retirement challenges that we will address each week on this show. Regardless of how far you are from retirement, it's time to listen in as we begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show with me, Dan Wendell, your host. And alongside me today is Tony Shore. Looking dapper, Tony. Today, we're going to be talking about my favorite and number one financial instrument or tool that people are just not aware of, not using. And I'm hoping that after today's show, people are going to be much more aware of it and start using it. Okay. I'm no. okay. I'm waiting. Like, uh, are you going to tell us what it is? Eventually but, you will, right? Well, no, I'm going to tell you what it is, but I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you what you think it is. Because the I've talked one about it before. financial tool. Yes. The number one financial tool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's... It's not the peso, it's not Bitcoin, it's not uh, uh, it's not it's not a variable annuity. I'm gonna go out on a limb. <laughs> no. Uh, going out on that variable annuity limb, which no. will snap off at any moment. Fair enough. Uh, uh, I'm a wee bit confused. I have to be honest. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Well, it's kind of a trick question because there is something that's slightly better, but. In as a standalone thing here, I'm going to tell you in a moment that if given the opportunity to invest in something, if someone comes to me and says, where should I put my money? How should I, where, where does it go? What financial instrument? This would be my primary answer. Well, I take it back. My number one answer would be 401k match. Okay. 401k match because that's free money we know that it's now that's just, the best return you're going to get right, if you, you have that available to you right so this is second to that because if anyone if an employer is going to give you a hundred percent return immediately um you're going to take it right so but that's right. so you'd be crazy not to. that's so yeah you'd be so crazy not to do that that i don't even want to waste the show talking about it because it's right. just, that's just common sense right But I will say anyone listening that has the opportunity for a 401k match from an employer that isn't taking advantage of it, just look yourself in the mirror and say, where, where did I go wrong? Because that you got to do, you got to do. Okay. I'll, I won't be afraid to slap you around on that one, but yeah, this is my second, I would say if, if you're doing the 401k match, if it's available, this is the number one thing. And if it's not available, this is still the number one thing. And that is the health savings account. Oh, 
I just get shivers when I say it. It's so good. <laughs> oh my goodness! It's it's not like we're talking about pizza. Come on, it, it, or rock and roll. But uh, HSAs? Are you serious? I am totally serious. I mean, this everybody is... has access to HSAs, or a lot of folks do nowadays. And I uh, maybe we're taking them for granted. I I haven't even heard the people who use them rave about them. So I, I'm curious as to why you feel that's the number one deal. I'm going to convince you today, Tony. I mean, to be honest with you, you're right. More and more people have them. And I think it's because the government is is planning or is trying to move people more toward health savings accounts um, because it is a great tool and because it's directly related to the health insurance problem we have in this country. Right. But here's here's what for those that don't know what a health savings account is, I'm going to give you the quick and dirty here. The health savings account is is a separate investment vehicle. It's a separate tool. It's meaning, it's it's not it's not like you're buying a stock or a bond or a variable. It's it's like an IRA or a Roth IRA, which I was expecting you to guess the Roth IRA because you know I'm a big fan of those. Oh yeah, but, those are but great. It's like a 403b or 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 a um you know, just an annuity or something. It's just another way to invest. And a health savings account is only available to those people that actually are owning or that own in that particular year a high deductible health insurance plan. So those are the people that can actually purchase this. If you don't own or pay for a high deductible health insurance plan, then you can't get an HSA. So that's that's why mm. you don't hear it too often because not everyone owns a high deductible health insurance plan. So isn't an HSA just an account where you can put your money in pre-tax from your check and then use it uh, to pay health care bills that's without right. paying taxes on it? Right. Isn't that all it does? I am. Um, I'm going to. Yeah. So in a. It, in the simplest sense, it's just a, it's an account at a bank that allows you to put money in and spend later with some okay. stipulations. So first, you have to have a high deductible health insurance plan. And second, you have to spend it on health, qualified health expenses. So what you do is you open this account at a bank, you put money into it, and you don't pay, ta this is, this is, pre-tax money. So it's like an IRA contribution. You know how when you when you put money into an IRA through your paycheck, the government doesn't tax you on it because it's pre-tax. So if you put um, $5,000 into an HSA account, you, that comes off your tax income, taxable income. So if you make 50,000 in a year and you put 5,000 into an HSA account, then the government only sees you as earning 45,000 a year. So you don't ah. pay you don't pay tax on it. So that's exciting right there, right? And you don't ever pay tax on it. But you that's exactly yeah. right. That's where yeah. it gets so exciting because like a Roth account where a Roth account is an is a type of IRA where you don't pay taxes on the gains or when you take the money out. You never pay tax on it again. But, but the money you put into it has already been taxed. So right. You've paid tax on that money. 
unlike the HSA, the money you're putting in, you've never paid tax on and you never will. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Well, not if you follow the rules. Right. So it's a triple tax savings. You don't pay tax on the money going in. So it's pre-tax contribution. Right. The growth in it is tax deferred, meaning you don't pay. If, if you if your $5,000 HSA account is worth 6000 after a year, that $1,000 gain, you don't pay tax on that year. So and other then, than putting money in, how would it gain? Is it attached to uh, a market or an index or something? You can invest it. Oh, That's, okay. And we'll talk about that. So what do you do with, with within the HSA account? You can actually invest. And then when you go to take the money out of an HSA, you do not pay tax on any of it as long as you use it for qualified medical expenses. And, and, and that's, that's the, see, that's the trick because I would want to use it on pizza record albums, right? But you, you know, would my need my wife's anniversary present, that type of thing. You would need a doctor's note potentially to say he needs to listen to this particular record album <laughs> for therapeutic reasons. <laughs> my doctor is telling me I need a Key West vacation. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I need to go down to the keys. <laughs> right, right. No, you, you. You're right. You you have to be, you can't just use it on anything willy-nilly. Right. It has to be for qualified medical expenses. But let's be real, Tony. Everyone's got qualified medical expenses at some point in their life. Sure. So uh, I'm, get, I'm getting so excited about this because it's so good. So <laughs> you, you put money in before you pay tax. So the government doesn't get involved in any of this ever. You put money in before taxes are due. So mm. it comes right off your tax liability. It grows tax deferred and tax free. And then when you take money out, as long as you pay for medical expenses, you don't pay tax on it. So it's just tax free. That's, I can't tell you how exciting I it is because there's no other vehicle like it. There really isn't. I mean, a Roth comes close, but you still got to pay taxes before you put it in. An IRA comes close because you don't pay taxes, but when you take it out, you do. This is tax free period. Do you think I could convince them that Cigar City Brewing is uh, like a minute clinic and use it for that? I think one of, the, you, one you, of these you, urgent cares. We, we I, might to me, be able to get the, the urgent, is care. urgent care. Yeah. If, if we could convince some urgent care doctors to actually locate within the brewery. <laughs> and then, you know, and then the treatments are malt and, you know, hops. <laughs> you know, some sort of herbal treatment. No, but right. It, if if that would be amazing if you could. Now, if if I told you, hey, Tony, here's an account. You could put $10,000 into it and you can use it for anything you want. It's tax free to go in, you know, and it's tax free coming out. You you would automatically fund that, right? And you would oh, buy yeah, whatever you want with for it. Sure. For sure. Right. It, make, it would just be everyone would do it. Everyone that just understands basic concept, which is. Taxes, you know, uh, right. We all have to pay tax, but if you can avoid tax, people do, right? This is their chance to do it. So I don't understand why they're not popular. I, I do understand why they're not popular. First, people don't know about it. A lot of people get their financial guidance from the internet, which is not necessarily a good thing. But even those that get it from a financial pro, most financial pros aren't really too savvy about uh, HSA because it has to deal with insurance. A lot of financial people avoid insurance because they don't understand it. And they don't want to get involved. Luckily for for my clients, 
I'm deeply involved in insurance because I have an insurance license and we have an insurance agency as part of our group. So this is something that we know very well. But if you just look at it in terms of like of all the financial products out there in the world, an HSA is hands down the best. I don't, I'll put it up against anything. And I think people, they kind of are surprised to hear it, but it's so true. Um, let's talk more about specifically about how you can get one because I think, um, just the tax, you know, you know what else, Tony, I, I forgot to mention another benefit. If you don't use it, let's say you put $5,000 in, in 2018 and yep. you don't use it for any medical expenses. And then what happens? Do they take in, the money away? No, it rolls over to 2019 and beyond and beyond. It doesn't, you don't have to use it. It's not a use it or lose it. A lot of people are familiar with that, the flex spending account or something oh, that they yeah. have to work. And oh, if you don't use it, it doesn't roll over. This rolls over indefinitely. And then eventually you retire and maybe you'll go on Medicare. So you can't have an HSA if you're on Medicare. This has to be a high deductible health insurance plan which Medicare is not. So what happens then? It yeah, becomes, does happen? You, you keep it. You can't contribute to it anymore because you're, you're on Medicare, but it just sits there as a health savings account, which you can then use for your medical expenses in retirement, tax-free. Right, and there are premiums and deductibles for Medicare. Can you use it for that? You cannot use a health savings account for insurance premiums. That's, uh, that's one, but there's going to be health. I mean, we know, that people are going to run into health insurance expense, health expenses, right? Sure. Long-term care expenses, just going to the doctors, medicines, you know, those types of things. You, it's only going to increase as you age. So theoretically, if you build an HSA account through your youth and into your retirement, it could be a huge, huge tax savings throughout your life. But then in retirement, there it is. There's your, there's your health expense account and you don't pay taxes on it. I mean, you can't, I can't tell you how excited I am about HSAs. I just, unfortunately, not enough people are using them. They just don't. And a, a lot of it has to do with the fact that they don't qualify, meaning they don't have a high deductible health insurance plan. But more and more people are. More and more people are qualifying because that's the way we're kind of going in this country. Uh, the traditional health insurance plans where you pay 20 bucks to go see the doctor and that's it. Those cost so much money that people can't afford them anymore. So they're forced into these high deductible plans that are cheaper. And the theory is if you're if you're if you're like for me, we talked about how I'm paying 1400 a month for health insurance. That's a high deductible health insurance plan. I have a huge deductible as as I've told people in the past. Right. But if I didn't get the high deductible health insurance plan, if I went with a traditional low deductible plan or no deductible plan, my bill would not be 1400 it would be over 2600 i think it was oh wow so i'm saving a thousand or 1500 a month off of my monthly bill why don't i take that savings and put it into an hsa because eventually i'll run into something that i'll need health uh, medical expenses for either that year or a year in the future so I, these health savings accounts, I think if once you start using them, it's so powerful, you'll never stop if you don't have to. But it's a huge benefit to actually owning a high deductible health insurance plan is the not only the cost savings, but it allows you to then throw some money into this account. Hmm. 
Interesting. I, I've never looked at it from that angle. Uh, I've always been a little wary of them because I'm like, well, I want to pay a monthly fee and then have my health care costs covered for me. Uh, I don't like the idea. I always hear, here's Dan from maybe, you know, a devil's advocate, but I, I see your point now. But the way I always looked at it previously was I'm paying a premium to the health insurance company. But then they also, on top of that, want me to take my money and put it into an account to use if I have medical expenses. So I'm like, you know, I'm paying a premium plus I have to use my own money. What's the premium for? See what I mean? If it I was do. just, uh, if I just, you know, I, I'd like it one way or the other. If I just pay a premium and then things get covered for me, or if I have to use my own money, I take that money I would put into a premium and I put it maybe with some a little more into a health savings account. But I have to pay the premium to the insurance company, and then they're gonna say, well you're going to need to also save over here. It's a, it's like the premium's gone up 20% this year. So you're going to pay a lot more. Oh, okay. But you're also, we're not going to cover as, you're going to have to cover the first 7,000 or the first 10,000. So you're going to need to put mo- your own money over here. Well, what am I paying the premium for? Well, that's if you have a $100,000 bill will kick in, but the first 10 grand, you have to come up with 10 grand. So I'm like, oh, okay. I still don't like that. I still think it's it's too expensive, and there's too much of my money going out the door. That's my problem. <laughs> this is true, and I get it. You know, most people don't like the idea of a high deductible plan because they don't want to have to come up with a big chunk of change if they need services. But it's a math equation, Tony. It really becomes down to how much is the total cost, and if you paying a thousand dollars a month for a traditional plan and you only have a $20 copay when you go to the doctors, it feels nice when you pay the doctor 20 bucks. But what if you could pay only 500 a month and then you have to pay 150 bucks every time you go to the doctor? When oh, you, go to the, when you yeah. go to the doctor, you're like, I just paid 150, I used to pay 20, that makes me sad. Right. Well, that is, that's what most people think. And But if you, if you back away and say, well, you just paid $130 more than you did normally. Yes, that's not fun. No one likes that. But you got to remember, you're saving 500 a month in premiums. Right. So so what if you don't go to the doctor? So if, if I am, the, the key is if you're saving the 500 in in uh, premiums. Right. Uh, that, yeah, obviously, that, right. Then, then that's okay. But if I'm paying more in premiums plus I have to that's my issues when when it gets to that point because right. I was in a situation at my work where it went up between 20 and 40 percent in one year of course and, and, but that, and they and they wanted high and the deductibles also went higher so I'm like huh and then they said you got to have the HSA and I get the benefits of an HSA uh, in fact, I, I want to get one. I don't have one. I'll be honest. And I, I'm going to get one as soon as the, we're done doing this radio show because I think it, the benefits are obvious. But uh, I still have a huge problem with the cost of health insurance and premiums. Well, that's just it. This is That's a separate discussion because sure. you're talking about uh, a, a just the cost of health insurance, which is a whole different topic. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, if you have a high deductible health insurance plan, it makes sense to get the HSA, even if you're funding it that year and spending it that same year on the health expenses. 
because it's still tax-free at that point. Whereas normally health insurance expenses aren't tax-free if you are um, just, unless you write off, unless you itemize, which a lot of people aren't going to be doing anymore with the new tax laws. Yeah. So this is a way to avoid having to itemize and actually get the your health benefits and health expenses tax free, paid tax. Because there are a lot of health expenses, and I've heard some HSAs even cover um, uh, optical eye care. Yeah, of course they do, and and you can get it. Dentist and yeah, I mean it's 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 a lot of expenses for health health care costs are qualified, meaning you, you may not think that they are, but they are. And you can use an HSA account to pay for it. Yeah. Ideally, um, you let the HSA build up and use it later in life. But hey, you know, things happen. Um, you could use the HSA immediately for your own existing um, benefit that year. But the hope is that you don't and that you are healthy. But um if you can roll it over, that's even better. Now, there are limits to what you can contribute. You can't just throw $100,000 in an HSA and call it a day. Um, there, are, there are limits every year, contribution limits, very oh. similar to like an IRA. You can only contribute so much a year. And in 2018, it's it's $3,400 and $3,450 for an individual or $6,900 for, for a family. Now, if you're over 55, you can add an extra 1000 bucks on so for a family um, in their 50s or over 55, they could put, you know, almost eight grand in there each year. Um, will they use eight grand of expenses? Uh, maybe not. So then it rolls over the next year and you can put another eight grand and so on and so forth. So you can really build it up. Now, you, the rule is you have to have a high deductible plan and there are limits to the max out of pocket. So, um, sure. but you have to have a high deductible. And what is a high deductible, by the way? It's yeah, thir- what qualifies, yeah. It's about 1300 for an individual, 2700 for a family. My deductible for my family is um is 12,000. Um so <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've uh you've not only met the high deductible threshold, but you've uh you've just blown past it. Right, plus at but, that, but that that's also my max out of pocket. So there's also max out of pocket with these high deductible health plans. Sure. So the most that I'll pay in network is that I think it's thirteen thousand five hundred or so for my oh, family. Oh, is that all? That's that it. All? Hey. <laughs> wow. Um, so, so, but if you if you follow the rules, and you and you put the money aside for for the future medical expenses, and then you only use it on medical expenses, you're getting a huge tax advantage. And I cannot tell you that uh, enough that that is better than anything else that I can come up with. Yeah. Um, Wow. I can see why you're excited about it and why you believe it's one of, if not the best financial vehicle out there, because uh, there never is any tax on that money that's in the account or used from that account. Where where else can you get that besides uh, working off the books, you know, for cash, which is not allowed? You know, this is a legal way to avoid any and all taxes on a particular pool of money. Yeah. And, you know, eventually you might get to the point where um, you're, you're, see, the big fear is, and I get it, you know, what people say, and like you're reticent about it because you don't like the idea of having high deductible health plan. It just, you don't like it. And no one does, right? I mean, no one likes to have a huge deductible, especially if you get sick. 
So what the people against an HSA, I don't, and I don't meet anyone that's against HSAs. I mean, there's no one standing on the road on US 19 saying stop HSAs, you know, it, it's just, it's, there are people that, that say, well, the bad part about an HSA is that um, people tend to avoid going to the doctors if they have a high deductible health plan. Right. That's not a, that's not an HSA problem. That's a high deductible health plan problem. Right. But I'll give it to you that they're related. So that makes sense. But if you have a huge deductible, you, you may avoid going to the doctor because you know that it's going to cost you. Yeah. Um, but again, I have a high deductible health plan. And yes, I don't avoid the doctor, but I think twice. Yeah. Like when I used to be when I was younger and um, didn't have kids, I had a health plan through my wife's employer that was basically, you know, five dollars to see the primary and ten dollars to see a specialist so if i wasn't feeling really good i would just go see a specialist here ten bucks you know that was it that was my responsibility and i didn't think twice about it now it cost me full price because of my deductible so it might cost me 200 bucks to go see the doctor i think twice about it i'll, I'll admit that I, I say well do yeah. i really need to see the doctor and some may argue that's a bad thing i you know in I, my, I see both sides i think that People, there is an argument that too many people, uh, if they have health insurance that covers it all, uh, then then they're going to um, uh, abuse that and come in and come in, you know, go in to see the doctor even when they shouldn't or don't really need to. But then the other side of it is, uh, so people are seeing the doctor. Oh, I've got a cough. I think I'll go in and see if I can get an antibiotic. You know, people abuse that. However. I think uh, on the other end, it's not good because you don't want to discourage people from seeing the doctor because then it can lead to more expensive things. Right. And again, that's going to be an issue with the high deductible health plans in general, not the HSAs. So I would say, you know, if you are in a high deductible health plan because you're trying to save money and you're, you know, whether you go to the doctor is irrelevant to the HSA, you still should be contributing the max to the HSA that you can using the savings that you have on your monthly cost by getting the the higher deductible plan. That's just, yeah. it just makes sense. That makes and sense. That now, does. now there's a couple of other things to keep in mind. Um, first of all, here's a little fun tip. If you are, have an adult child on your plan, you know how you could be 26 yep. and still be on your parents' plan. Oh yeah. Um, that you can be, on a family plan and also file separately taxes. So you and your say, say uh, as a parent, I can have the max for my family of 6,900 and then they can do the max for themselves and we can on the same plan. So you can have two different HSAs on the same plan. Ah, There's a little fun. Interesting. For you. Um, I did not know that. That's yeah. good to know because I have an adult son now. Well, mm -hmm. he's 19. I mean, nowadays, is that still considered? <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> if they could join the military, it's an adult to me, right? Ah, uh, that's um, true. So he, here's the thought for you, Tony. Um, I would suggest for you that you'd be better off max funding your son's HSA account than you would be paying for his student loans. <gasps> ooh, ooh, wow. 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 I just yeah, went wow there. Is right. Wow. You just uh, blew my mind with that one. Because think of it this way. You get the tax write-off on that HSA contribution, 
and he gets to keep that for any future medical expenses he might have. Maybe he has a medical expense uh, next year where he needs to pay a thousand bucks because he does something um, or, you know, gets sick. Boom. There's the money to pay for it tax-free. Doesn't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it. Or maybe he doesn't use it ever. And then he eventually goes on his own and he's in his thirties trying to build a family and, you know, medical bills comes up and there it is for him. You know, Plus, that, money I put in there, like you said, isn't uh, recognized by the government as income, so mm-hmm. it could put me in a lower tax bracket. Exactly. See, I mean, so these things are really powerful. And if if there's, you know, you know, grandparents like to say, "Oh, I wish I, uh, I wish I could give some more money to my kids," you know, and the gift and this and that, fund an HSA for them. <laughs> I mean, think about it. What a gift that is. Wow. Because that unlike be a, a Roth, you know, oh, I'll fund a Roth for my kid. They get pe- penalized if they take it before 59 and a half. So it's like, well, they're, they're never going to use it. you're paying taxes on the money. Right. Know, the money you're putting in there has been taxed. Right, right. Now, you can't fund a child, a grandchild's HSA and get the tax write-off, you know. But they well, can't. that's but, true. You know, the adult. But still, I, I would rather have a max-funded HSA for my kids than a, you know, a life insurance policy or a, um, you know, a little side account, you know, checking savings type of thing. CD. Right. Like grandparents used to leave CDs for their kids or parents, you know. Right. Now, the parents can raid the HSA and use it on themselves. But, I mean, if, if you set some. So I think people don't realize the power of these things. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, hey, this has been a great discussion. Is there anything else you want to add before we go today, Dan? Yeah, just a couple of things. If you, if you want to open one of these things, where do you do it? Well, you go to a bank. You got to watch the fees, especially if you're going to, if you're going to use it short term. You know, this year, make sure you're looking at those fees because that, that, that's a killer. But if you want to invest this for the long term and kind of roll it over, then you're going to want to look at the investment options available in the HSA account. You want to make sure there's something there for the growth because that's something people don't realize. You can invest it, and if it grows, that's tax-free as well. So yeah, you can you can use it. Um, so just be aware of the fees, be aware of the investment options, um, and make sure that if you do ever go down the HSA route, you don't avoid the doctor because you have a high deductible plan. It makes no sense to have a whole bunch of money in the bank if you're sick, right? You know, no. you, you got to take care of yourself. But yeah. if you're if you're interested in learning more about HSA, whether or not you're qualified, whether or not it makes sense for you or your family or family members. Give me a call and I'll walk you through it because I do this all the time. And people that never heard of an HSA that now have it, they love me because the tax savings are immense. And who doesn't like tax savings? Except Tony. Tony doesn't. Tony likes paying taxes, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't like paying taxes, but, you know, I think we all need to pay some for schools and roads and things. But, yeah, I agree. If I can minimize that tax burden, Dan, you know I'm in. I'm all in. So there it is. So all right, let's re- refresh, Tony. What is my favorite vehicle? An HSA, a health Wrong. savings account. Wrong. You weren't paying attention. Number one before that. Oh, number one before that is a 401k match. Yeah, match. Right. So if if you're sitting there saying I got a 401k match up to five percent, do that. Stop. Do an HSA and then go back to the 401k. Ah, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, contribute to the 401k first to get the match, and then if you HSA. have money, then put the then then after you fund that, start funding an HSA. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, smart. 
Well, Dan, great show today. I mean, probably one of the better and more interesting episodes of Dolphin Financial Radio. Uh, that does it, though. Why don't you let our listeners know how to get a hold of you if they have any questions or want to sit down and talk with you? Easiest way is to go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com or give us a call, 888-508-5935. Tony, thanks for the time today, and uh, let's get your HSA open after the show. Thank you for listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. Don't try to retire without a solid income plan. For more information, please contact Dan Wendell at Dolphin Financial Group. Call 888-508-5935 or visit the website at dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for information informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.